What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I've been wanting to do this podcast for so long. I'm sure if any of you guys have followed me from Instagram or YouTube or anywhere like that, you guys know I've been talking about it for a while, but I've been a bit of a pussy about it, um, and I guess that's what people tend to do when they're afraid of things, but here I am, uh, pushing my boundaries and, and getting on a podcast. I've, I've always loved the medium of podcasting. Um, it's super efficient for me. Like if I'm driving, I can stick a podcast on. If I walk around um, and do my expenditure gang, hashtag, exp- hashtag expenditure gang, I can do that. Um, and I can just learn on the move. And, and it's just such an important medium in this day and age um, with people being so efficient with their time or needing to be more efficient with their time and always looking to save time wherever they can. Um so here I am, here I am, and I am nervous, to say the least, so if things do go wrong, if I mis, mis, mispronounce some words, if I take a sip from my coffee and it's too loud, I apologize, and they'll all be ironed out over the weeks and months and hopefully years that I've been doing this. Um, so I thought I'd just start off with just how, like, what I want to do in this podcast and how how the shape of it will take place over the over the weeks, and obviously this is all subject to change. Um, because we live and we learn, and, and and if things go wrong, then we take them out. If things go right, we keep them in. So basically, I just want to start off with like the first, I don't know, the first half, let's say, of the podcast, just chops it up with on myself, by myself, maybe one other friend here every now and again, and just talk about things that that uh, they're on my mind, maybe things that um, I'm progressing with that I'm not doing so well with, maybe things that I've just learned this week, um, and and just and just go from there really, and, and and that's the way that I'd love to do this, just so I can get some things off my chest, give you guys some more information about me, and then maybe I'll go into like a Q and A type segment of of the, of it, and then we'll go into some deep questions, and we'll get deep into each question. So I'll probably only pick three or four questions, nothing much, um, and really just get deep into those. Um, and so you guys can get the much most value out of it, the most value out of it than you can. We're going in for the first coffee sip right now. I find that coffee is going to help me mentally. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, some things that I wanted to talk about. Um, I wanted to go into cryptocurrency a little bit because I've been doing a lot of that. I wanted to be going into a little bit of where I am at mentally right now, just because I've I am post I'm post eight weeks pec injury, and then the week after I got back from my pec injury for eight weeks I couldn't push. My appendix decided to be a bastard and come up, so I had to have that out. Um, so that's three weeks post that, twelve weeks. So I'm pretty much twelve weeks post push injury and now four weeks post appendix so I'm almost back to full lifting um, I still can't squat just yet I can squat a little bit but just not heavy um, anything that bends at the abdomen so even even crunches at the moment are killing me um, and I'm just building that back up and maybe I just thought it'd be good to go through the mindset that I go through during these times because let's face it guys it's fucking horrible if, if your life like it's all, it's almost like yeah it is it's my life you know so imagine us professional sportsmen you know they get injured you're, you're taking away their livelihood and, and that's what essentially what's been happening to me for the last 12 weeks um so dealing with those things are super important guys um i definitely think you need to have some kind of uh what would you call it some kind of like morning um a bit of a bit of a dark tone to start the morning but a bit of a bit, bit of morning to just like understand what's going wrong feel a little bit sad um i think feeling sad is important because it shows that you have a very strong relationship to that and 
I feel that recognizing something is important and having that emotional attachment to it shows that it's a very, very like prominent figure in your life. And I think that's what it is for bodybuilding for me. Um, when that got taken away, you know, I felt like crying. I felt sad. Um, I was with my girlfriend in bed and I just thought, and I was just down. I didn't give her the answers that she wanted, not necessarily that she wanted, but didn't give her those full answers and she could tell something was wrong. And 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 uh, it was just me that was me taking my time and that was me taking my 10 minutes my 15 minutes to just to dwell and mourn and and and, and actually be sad about the moment because it's something that i really care about and i think that's fine and i think that's fine and i think being open with that is also fine so what did i do i told her you know i said look i just need my 15 20 minutes to be a grumpy bastard and I'll be fine, right? <laughs> it went fine, you know. You know, and the person, the person that you're in a relationship with, with will just be supportive of that. Your friends and family should be supportive of that. That you are sad in the moment. I think it's very easy for people to to help other people's problems by just saying, "Oh, it will be fine in the future." Yeah, it will. But let me be sad right now. You know, like I broke my leg. Let me be sad for a day. You know. Um, you didn't get the promotion. Let me be sad for a day. Let me mourn, and then, and then. What you do from there is what I think defines you. So I took my 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 half day, whatever I needed, and then I think making that mental switch or that mental or taking that mental approach to say, I can't do anything about it. Like it's done. Now, how do we get back, and how do we get back better? You know, if you've have you lost progress, um, have you taken a step backwards? How are you going to make those steps forward? I think that is the most important thing. Not how you how long you mourn for, how long you're sad for. You can do that. That's fine. Do it as long as you need to in order for you to get your head around it. But once you get over that, make the change and make those steps forward because those steps forward are the ones that you need to be taking at all times. You know, there's no time to be taking steps backwards. Take a step sideways, don't get me wrong, but never take a step backwards. <laughs> I hope you guys understand that throughout this podcast, I definitely will be saying things that don't make sense. So get used to it. Um, I hope to make more sense over the weeks <laughs> as I get my thoughts together. I'm more just verbal diarying over you guys um, as this coffee kicks in and I pick the strongest one. So who knows what's going to come out. Anyway, guys, we're talking about dealing with problems um, and dealing with injuries in insignificant bodybuilding, but is relatable to life. Um, and I think just getting back up on that horse um, and just getting back to routine is the most important thing. So I'm at that place now, which is the most important thing. Like I am feeling very good. I'm very happy. My relationships with people are good. My relationships with myself are good. Um, food's good. Training's great. Um, obviously, still can't bring in a few things, but progress is progress I actually feel like I'm getting somewhere and it's it's such an incredible feeling to be making progress and to actually be making steps forward when I've been going sideways for so long and it's driving my head or it was driving my head insane um so I'm so happy to be here and and it's thanks to people that have been supporting me over Instagram you guys can follow me at Josh Bridgman if you're not already over on YouTube same thing Josh Bridgman um and the support's been crazy people follow my journey like thousands of people follow my journey and I never really know how to repay them. So other than thank yous and giveaways and, you know, but body power's coming this weekend, which would be amazing to meet everyone. Um, so if this podcast comes out in like three weeks time, you know how late I've been in developing this and, and producing this, but yeah, body power is always fun. Um, it should be more fun than ever this year because I've got more, more support than ever this year. So it'd be amazing to meet these people that have been supporting my journey and to say thank you in person. 
so yeah guys that is literally that's literally the update of my life right now um things are moving well like business is good um mostly business what i do is full-time online coaching um i do youtube i do instagram so like a social media influencer if you want to call it that um and now i'm I'm delving into the podcast world and if you've even got this far in the podcast thank you um subscribe and i appreciate you for for listening in Um, other than that guys i delve a little bit into cryptocurrency now this is a big um and ah, loads of people are for it, loads of people are against it. Some people think it's a bubble and it's all going to crash and burn and die and everyone's going to lose all their money and their mortgages. I hope it isn't because I've got some money in there. <laughs> I've been crypto trading since about, I think it's going back to about November now. One of my friends just said, have you seen Bitcoin, Bitcoin? And I knew what Bitcoin was because I'd bought Bitcoin in like 2012, 2013 to buy drugs on the dark net. Um, any of you guys come from my Instagram? Yes, guys, people do do drugs, and I'm sure people still will do drugs. Anyway, I used to buy um, naughty things off the black market, um, off Silk Road, if you guys have ever heard of that. And uh, so I knew what Bitcoin was, and I was buying Bitcoins for, I bought like three or four Bitcoins for like $150 each. You know, little did I know they'll be worth 20000 in December 2017. The little naivety of university schoolboy Josh really showed through there absolute nightmare so i knew what bitcoin was when my friend was talking about it um he told me told me how he was making money but he was only trading bitcoin and a little bit of ethereum and ripple which are kind of more uh like subsets of cryptocurrency so cryptocurrency is just like normal currency but just like it's just in the internet and it's just coding and it is um virtual and it is digital currency sorry digital currency um so there's loads of different currencies, you know, and, and each different currency is used to something different. You've got cryptocurrencies for gaming, you've got cryptocurrencies for um, oil, you've got cryptocurrencies just for everyday goods um, and constantly changing and for different things like that. And there's always new coins coming. So my friend was only trading Bitcoin. Um, he told me to get involved because Bitcoin was going to boom in December. Um, I put about a grand into it. Um, so I bought like a thousand pound worth of Bitcoin and then Bitcoin like tripled in price. Um, so I made like triple my money. Um, I then moved some of that money into other ones and they tripled. So I made, I was up to like six or seven grand in the end of December. And then the bump came, the big, big dump came. The huge dump, the most devilish dump of them all. Um, And anyone in cryptocurrency that knows the dump of January and February and even March, like it was a killer for all of us. So literally I was idle for three months. My money went back down to about a grand. Um, So I really only had what I put into it and I thought you know what I'll use this as a retirement fund anyway and I'll just I'll forget this money and I'll put it into into something else and and after about after about three months so maybe maybe mid-march uh it's like 10 weeks 11 weeks I decided I would give the day trading of cryptocurrency a go because I've been following it for a long time um really just putting money into bitcoin and waiting a little bit into ethereum and just waiting for it to go up and then really you don't do anything with that like you you're just waiting for it to go up. How long do I wait for? I don't know. You know, so I wanted to make money now. Uh, the impatient version of me kicked in, and I wanted to just make you know some side money, even if it was a hundred bucks a week, even if it was less than that. I wasn't. I wasn't worried. I was only putting a thousand pound in. Um, so, well, I say only, but you know, it was a thousand pound which I'd I'd forgotten and I didn't want to think about again because that was what I was going to do for my retirement fund. I was either going to put money into a pension or I was going to put money into cryptocurrency. And I thought, why not do the one that you can make a hundred percent in the day from? risky business. I love it. 
Um, so yeah, I, I started seeing these coins swing like 40% in a day. You know, I'd wake up, there'd be minus 20%. I'd be like, fucking hell, I don't want to be in that coin. And then by the time I go to bed, they're plus 20%. So they're swinging 40%. And I'm thinking, fuck me, if I put a thousand pounds into that, that's 400 pounds a day. Obviously, it doesn't work out like that in reality, and you've got to spread your bets. And I learned that the hard way, guys. I put, I put about eight hundred pound into Ripple, and if you guys know what Ripple is, it's like, um, it's almost like the most accessible um, cryptocurrency to us right now, and in our banking system. In fact, some banks use it in South Korea and Japan at the moment, um, and it probably will be the first one to be implemented by people in the banks. Um, and I put like eight hundred pound into it. It was like. $2.8 per, per coin. I went up to 3.5. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is it. And bang, it just absolutely popped and it crashed down to half a cent, um, half a cent, half a dollar, sorry. So my God, you know, you can imagine how I felt when I put 800 quid into that and I was absolutely gutted. So I sold that, put, put more money back in. So I maybe put in about 1500 in total um, to get back up to a thousand. And then I started day trading. And then I started kind of getting into like learning the TA, uh, the technical analysis of charts, um, looking over one hour, two hour, three hour, four hour charts. So, you know, understanding what cup and handles are, wicks, um, and all these different trading terms. And I just started learning it and learning it. Um, and then finding these like little VIP groups and these little groups who would, um, give out free signals. And I'd be like, Oh my God, let's get, let's get on these signals. Let's hope, let's, I hope they work. Um, so, a few of them worked, a few of them didn't, kind of worked out what who was bullshit and who wasn't, um, understood what that everything revolved around Bitcoin, um, Bitcoin being like the main fiat currency that people trade with or pair with, so it'd be like uh, you'd pair a dollar against the Japanese yen, you'd pair the dollar against the pound, you'd always use the dollar as like the main thing to compare against. That's essentially what Bitcoin is acts as in, in, in the crypto world. So... Yeah, I started trading, started learning what was bullshit, got into a very, very nice group, actually. Um, and and they're a top bunch of people. Everyone helps everyone, and, and we're all learning together. We're all making money together. And now I'm probably, you know, I'm, 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 I'm making some money, gal, guys. I probably make about $100, $200 a week, um, and I just keep that online, and I keep that ticking over, and eventually when that's a million, I'll take that out. <laughs> that's the goal, anyway. I'm not sure if I'll make a million, but who knows. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's like one of my main side hustles at the moment. And obviously I'd love to make that main, main hustle if I can learn it enough. Um, my dad also does it as well. He's super, super into it. I taught him like everything I knew and then he's learned beyond. And now he really, really knows what's going on. He understands, um, he understands way more than me and he helps me out a lot as well. So it's very, very interesting guys. If you ever, if you're ever interested in, in asking me more questions about crypto or, or anything in general, you can always follow me on Instagram at Josh Bridgman and I'll always reply to you i reply to every single message head over there ask me anything about crypto and that's it really guys like that's what i've been doing like that's the first thing i do in the morning i wake up check the markets make a few trades if i need to close a few trades if i need to um and then yeah i let, let it sell check it th throughout the day um alongside my online coaching training youtubing podcasting now and it's pretty fun guys so maybe i'll leave this beginning rant here uh, i've thoroughly enjoyed just going off on a rant those are just kind of two things that I wanted to talk about. They were the two things that were fresh on my mind this morning. Um, and I definitely want to keep these podcasts more raw. I will edit a few things because I'm sure I'm going to burp or, or some noise is going to come in at some point that I'll need to cut out. Um, so I will edit them very, very slightly, but I'm going to keep them as raw as possible so you guys can just understand what I'm doing. And I love getting into a flow and just 
chat, 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 because I feel like I can vibe quite well. And it would be super good to get some some guests on soon. I've got lots of guests that I'm thinking about. Mike Diamonds, TM Cycles, Romain Lansford. These are all people who are accessible to me, and I'm sure I can get them on. I'd love to just delve into their mindset, delve into what they're doing in their life, and just have a real talk, guys, and just quit the bullshit. No more of this interview stuff. Like, I did a few podcasts back in the day, or in quotation marks, podcasts. I basically just me asking questions at people, and it just didn't flow. I don't, I don't have that ability to to interview someone. I'd rather just chop it up and just see what's going on in their mind, and just you know talk about what I want to talk about. Not necessarily think about, um, not necessarily think about going out of my way to find questions to ask them. I just want to talk to them about like what I want to talk to them about. And if you guys pick up on that and you guys like enjoy that, then that's great. Obviously, if it doesn't go down well and you think, Josh, you should have fucking asked him this question or that question, then I'll plan a little bit better. Uh, but for now, this is how I want to take it. Free ball, calm, um, just be a bit of me, guys, because I just, you know, I, I, love, I, love, I love giving myself to you guys. I love giving you guys some value. Um, and I just, I want another modem to do that too. So this is what podcasting is all about. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the first part. Now we go on to some questions. Okay, first question comes from Niall Moore. Niall Moore is a fucking legend who I absolutely rinse Fortnite with. We He carried me to my first win. First and only win, I should say. Um, he says, five people, dead or alive, to have a conversation with. I did this on my Instagram the other day, but I did it with three people. One of them was Socrates. I think it would be crazy to have a conversation with people thinking like that back then. Um, another one, Arnold, of course. I'd love to just, just, I'd love to ask him what gear he took, to be honest. I'd love to ask him if he smoked weed. I'd love to ask him like what he ate. I'd love to ask him if he knew what macros and calories were. I think that would just be absolutely hilarious. I'd also like to chop it up with Wiz Khalifa um, and Bob Marley. Those are two other people I think at the same time would be amazing. Um, I think like the new age smoker versus the old age smoker, like I think they're both spiritual people, but like in completely different ways. Um, of course, Wiz is all about rap and, and all that kind of stuff and Bob Marley with his reggae. But I think, I think that would be an awesome, awesome conversation as well. And I think if it was a no, no limit conversation and everything was on the table and we could talk about anything one of like the american presidents not trump i think it would be a retarded conversation you know someone like obama um, i think that would be one heck of a conversation just because i think he'd be able to like i think you'd be allowed to colloquialize what he was saying whereas trump would just be like i think that you know and no one would understand what he's talking about whereas i think barack obama would really like relate and get down to my level to explain what the fuck is going on in this world um, and also want to ask him about aliens. I think that'd be pretty fucking sick as well. Next question from Dragos. Dragos is one of my clients. So thank you for asking this question. Thoughts on starting a career in personal training, how to go about your first clients. This is a super, super difficult question. Um, I'm not a personal trainer myself. I do everything online. I was very, very fortunate enough to, to actually just be caught in that situation where I tracked everything that I did like on social media, people started contacting me for plans I did them all for free and then eventually I could do this and I could start charging for this and I could make something of it but I think when it comes to like actual personal training in person I think nothing speaks for itself um, unfortunately because I don't think it is the case than your physique um, if you if you're in good shape um, you've got to represent your brand well you've got to practice what you preach um, and I think if you are I don't want to say fuck it if you're if you're out of shape and you're trying to be a personal trainer and you're this fat dude walking around personal training people and like that's not 
the way to represent yourself and not to represent the way that you do. So I think first of all, being in good shape, um, knowing your shit as well. So when you do end up talking to someone um, about personal training, you can close them. And by close them, I mean like tell them what they're going to get from you, you know, explain what they're going to get from you and explain how you can change uh, their life essentially if they're not into everything already um, or how you can progress them more and improve them more. Um, and generally just get them on your side, you know, so having that good talking game, I think is very important being an actual personal trainer, rather than knowledge, you know, you can get some absolutely shoddy personal trainers with full chock-a-block schedule, who they're doing 40, 50 hours a week, charging 40 pound an hour, and, and it blows your mind, because they're absolutely rubbish, um, they've got the gift of the gab, guys, so I think, I think the most successful trainers are the ones who get the results, and have the gift of the gab. So I think learning how to talk to people is massively, massively important, um, but also just knowing your shit because knowing your shit actually gives you confidence in what you're talking about. You know, If someone comes up and challenges you this and challenges you that and you're a bit uneasy on the topic, it's gonna show. You're not gonna be able to hide that. But if you know what's going on and you know what, you know, you know your shit, you, you just argue that to the end of the day, or not argue, but you discuss that to the end of the day. Um, and you should close people if you know what you're doing. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing of personal training is just closing people, to be honest, and getting them on onto the side. Other than that, consistency, do not stop. Um, I've been doing Instagram for five, nah, four years maybe, and still I'm only on 18,000 followers, you know, and that's four years. That's probably three years of thinking, I want to grow my Instagram, and it's only on 18,000. There are people on hundreds, millions of thousands of followers, people now, so... Is, is, is a little bit of uh, consistency, persistency, getting knocked down 10 times, getting up 11. So I think that's very, very important when it comes to personal training because you will get shut down and things will become uneasy at times, but being persistent and consistent, it will pay off in the long run. Next question is from, or next and final question, I'm only going to do three questions today because this is a new podcast, we don't want to bore everyone. Uh, this is from Tom Brosens, I think this is, this, this is the guy from Belgium, I've spoke to him a few times I believe, and he says, upper, lower or push-pull legs, what do you like the most? Um, I can delve in a little bit, so we don't just kind of get face value. What do I prefer the most? I don't necessarily prefer anything because I just love training. Um, but in terms of what do you prefer the most for gains, it all depends on where you're at in your in your lifting career. If you've pretty much exhausted an upper lower routine for three four years, you could probably switch up to a push pull legs. If you've done push pull legs for a good three four years, it could be good to switch to upper lower. So fun fact: I've all, I've always ever done bro splits, push pull legs. Um, and that's it really, that's, that's pretty much it, I've never done an upper lower until I was coming back from my appendix because I couldn't, didn't have the stamina in my muscles to complete a full push workout or back workout, I decided to do an upper lower split. I've currently done three or f I think it's my, done my fourth upper move, uh, my fourth upper routine and three lower routines. I feel massive. I realize this because I've probably been deficient of nutrients and I've started to eat loads of more and I've had no cell swelling and I've had nothing in my body, but I feel massive. I feel like I'm growing muscle like nobody's business. 
Um, and I think that's just because I've never done an upper lower split. My body's not used to this. It's completely new. And I, and I was going to do this for two weeks, but I think I'm going to push this for a whole meso cycle. And we're talking six to seven weeks of upper lower. It's very, very hard. Um, upper lower, you're going to have much more central nervous system fatigue um, just because you're using more bigger movements or you're using bigger movements, less sets. So you can kind of put more into them. So it's a little bit more pressure on that central nervous system. Um, I've been doing mainly compounds with a few isolations um, as I balance it over the week and ending up on three uppers and two lowers. And then the next week will be three lowers and two uppers. Um, but it's honestly really working well. If you're feeding well, you're recovering well, you're doing your prehab, you're foam rolling, you're stretching. There's no real reason why you can't do that. Um, it does get hard towards, it does get hard and, and you need to balance that with progression and recovery because if progression starts to dwell um, and, and go down a little bit because recovery is not optimal, it just could be because it's a lot of big movements and you're doing it a lot. So it's all a managing process, um, which one you do and which one you get the, the best results out of, which essentially the goal is to push the most amount of volume into your workouts, but balancing that with the most amount of recovery that you can do. So, it's di you know, when people come to me and they say, how many sets should I do here? And how many, it's very, very difficult. I will say start low, start with maybe six sets a week, go up to eight, go up to 10 and do that for each individual body part. Um, and just push that as much as you can until you start to see detrimental effects. So you want to be riding that line between progre pro pro progress and recovery at all times. And sometimes you'll go over that line and you won't recover as well. Sometimes you'll be too far under that line. But as long as you're staying as close to that line as you can, I think you're going to make the most amount of results and it won't matter what split you're on. So good question. I don't necessarily prefer either of them. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back to a push-pull split push-pull legs i'm probably gonna do push-pull legs upper lower split curveball so full push workout to get some good volume full back workout to get some good volume full leg workout to get some good volume um a slightly reduced volume upper workout and a slightly reduced lower volume workout um for lower for lower session sorry um i think that'll be a very very good mix i've never done that before either so i'm looking forward to that that's it, guys. Um, I appreciate you guys for stopping by. If you've listened to all of this, uh, this is new. This is ropey for me still. I'm still yet to get into my flow of things. Um, so please look out for more podcasts. I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing. I did this. You know, I'm, I'm really like feeling that nice when you have a good workout. I feel that right now after that, after that podcast, um, just because it was so enjoyable. It was new. Um, I'm pushing boundaries again, guys. This is what it's about. So thank you guys for tuning in. Speak to you soon. <laughs>